lawsuit for you. You have been chopped. Fuck off you, you fat useless sack of fucking Yankee stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam! Bam! Very serious.
Notice I had no food anyway, so I just need. I got thirty. Yeah, but you went from nothing to like four hundred slices of cheese, <laughs> a slab of bacon, three dozen eggs, forty thousand hot dog buns, yeah. and everything crock pot. I know, I know, it's crazy. But yeah, I got cereal and shit like that, and you know, it's only gonna be for like I'm gonna be out. I can drive around in snow. I love driving around. Yeah, but it's just I. I I don't know. I just like to have food in my house. I never do. So there's a real. I, I got like 40 pork chops. I'm going to tell you a funny <laughs> That doesn't surprise me either. I'm going to tell you a funny story about I've never shoveled. I'm not the guy that's going to shovel. I don't shovel. I've never shoveled. So the last big snowstorm we had, I was like kind of plowed it up to my door. So I kind of jumped up and down on the snow, opened the door a little bit, kept opening the door back and forth so I could squeeze in the door. Sat in the car for about 15 minutes, let it warm up with the sun, you know, the, the frogger, the melt right. some of the snow, had a cigarette, made a phone call. And then I would just go forward, reverse, forward, reverse, forward, myself, until I'd plow myself out. But during right. the course of that, here's this guy with his, like, $80,000 BMW behind me, all bugging out that it's snowed on with the gloves and the boots and the hat and the, the electric ice warmer, trying to peel off the snow. And he's, right. his tires are spinning, he's stuck in the fucking snow. Here I am in my here I am. Here I am in my fucking fifteen hundred dollar minivan, plowing through again right out like it was fucking nothing. Yeah. I look at him. Patience. I look at him like, dude, eighty thousand dollars, fifteen hundred. Yeah. Who's the asshole? Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. All you have to do is take your time. Those things, especially a Mercedes or something, you can mm-hmm. plow through some snow. Yeah. Just gotta drive slow. Yeah. You just you don't nail them. You just slowly go back and yeah, you roll you up. Maneuver, you roll slow, back. rock, yeah. rock, rock. I did it about fifteen times, but I went right up. And I didn't have to lift a finger. And the beauty of that is no one will take your spot because everybody's afraid to get in. They yeah. think it's not shoveled out so you get the same spot. You plow right back in the same way yeah, you go. I just hate when people take your spot after you're in there. Oh, dude. And forget it. You know what? The parking is bad enough on Staten Island. That would right. just know. You know and but people have balls. People think they're so privileged yes. that they will pull into your spot like yes. as you leave. And it's like, what? What? Yeah. So just the old days, you shoveled, no one would touch it. Yeah, exactly. Now exactly. it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm pulling well, right in. Because no one's got fucking respect anymore. No. It's all about them. It's all about them. Everything's all about them. I yeah. did this and he did that to me. Who the fuck are you? I don't know. There's something else that's been annoying me lately. You want me to leave? Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag chef life. Everyone throws hashtag chef life. Nobody knows what a real chef life is, except me and you, I think. Yeah. Right? In this yeah. room, me and you have lived the chef life. Yes, absolutely. You know? Tell me why you're upset. <laughs> <laughs> I work on a school bus with handicapped children. What does that have to do with you being a chef? It has to do with you being a chef. You haven't even cooked a meal in two years, I know you. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. okay, two meals. Washing dishes. Yeah. But here's my thing. I, I said this the other day, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not directing this in any way, shape, or form at anybody individually, because it's not. Actually, I am directing it at all you motherfuckers, because I love the people that get on an episode of a show or a season of a show. They do five, six seasons. Whether you're talented or not is not the question. You just don't earn your bones, and then all of a sudden you open up restaurants, you got a chef who's doing events at the mansion, who's doing this, I'm doing pop-up dinners. Dude, you were a line cook. Six months ago, what fucking pop-up dinners are you possibly be fucking doing? Now, I don't negate the fact that you don't, and people don't have talent. Because there's a lot of young kids, a lot of kids that run Hell's Kitchen, a lot of people that I saw on Chop that have the fucking talent. There's no question about it. But get the fucking experience first. 
We got to get the fucking experience. All these people, I watch every one of them. Every one of these people. I don't forget who it was on our show. And I, I don't, again, I'm not trying to dog anybody, but I believe the kids said, oh, I got a business card now. Really? Was that your greatest achievement? Like, you got a business card. <laughs> like, you really, you, your whole business card that has your name on it and everything. Yeah. Like, you were, yeah, look, I, you got to start, I was a line cook. But don't think that you can run a place or start doing pop-ups. I mean, granted. It's, I, it's I, more I, of a, a cook's life. Yeah. You're a yeah, cook. Yeah. I give you the credit that you know how to do that, but you don't have the experience. You don't have the fucking experience. When you work salad station for six months, get bumped up to the fucking pasta guy for a year, yeah. work the grill for another year and broiler, and you work your way through, and then you become like the saucier or the roundsman. Yeah, or and then, then you can run lunch on yes, your own. Yes, then you can and run you lunch on your own. And you still got to be a low man on dinner service. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> and you run lunch on your own. You work, when you work your way through, and then you go work for someone, under someone, for five years as a sous chef. And then you get your first chef position for another two, three years. Then you can start doing it. Everybody wants this instant gratification. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of talent out there. And, and it bothers me because, in my opinion, you're making a mistake. You're wasting yourself. Because you're not going to look. You can play with a lot of things when, when you're a chef on your own. I get that. But working in a restaurant for another chef under someone who's been around for 25 years and is constantly right. in the now and in the house. Or keeping a restaurant open for more than six months. Yes, exactly. You exactly. Know? So you can learn. I, I worked side by side with Chef Don Pettibone and Drew Nipporon, Nipporon, however you want to fucking say it, for five and a half years, six years. I worked for Lundy's for another four years. Yeah. We I worked, worked together. Gambling, but we worked together, yes. Yeah. You were cool. You were here, take lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to take the lunch shift here in charge. Bye. <laughs> but see, that place that I worked at, we worked at, was more of, you know, everyone worked there. It was a busboy or whatever or, or something. But... It was like people were quitting, and you learn by getting thrown into the fire. Yes. So that's how I got, you know. When there's a wedding, and I'm just sitting there prepping salad, and both of the chefs quit, and there's a wedding there, and the DJ had to come in and help me, and I'm like, I seen them do this with salmon, and we fucking did a whole yeah. wedding. You know, like. Look, I get the fact that you can read some books and watch some TV shows, and you get some ideas, and you, as a three-year, two-year, one-year experience chef, Go in and you play around with stuff. That's great. But you're going to go through a lot of trial and tribulations while you're running the restaurant and making mistakes that's going to bury you than if you had the experience firsthand before you did it. Right. Because now what you don't realize, too, is you got the other side of that coin is how about managing a crew? Running a kitchen crew of five, seven, nine, eleven, fourteen people. I had 27 people working for me on the gamble boat. Mm-hmm. 20 fucking seven employees. And every yeah. one of those employees had a problem every day with something who didn't like who? Who was fucking who? Who's who didn't late. show up? Who's late? Who's on drugs? Who's fucking sister died? God, blah, 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 blah. I had, I, I swear to God, I had head chef on one side of my jacket and said, AKA psychiatrist on the other side of mm-hmm. my jacket, a psychologist. Yeah. And that was my jacket. Yeah. And I walked around, and half my day was fixing problems. Go on. Then, then how about the purchase, food purchasing side of it? Do you know how to cost out a plate? Do you know how to fucking run your kitchen? Do you know how to utilize all your items? Do you know how to circle a lot of items in one item into five different things on your menu? These are all right. things you got to think of. People think, oh, I'm going to go in and cook. Right. Or when the delivery guy comes with the boss never paid and yeah. you need it to get, you yeah. got to make deals or, yeah. oh, shit, you call up another now, restaurant, can I borrow this? Like, now a lot of the chefs, their owners do the fucking, give them a budget and say, here you go. Order this, and they do all the fucking paper. I did my own fucking budget back in the day. That was all fucking me. Like you had to fucking run your kitchen. You ran. Yeah, that's you. You fucking yeah. run. It. You learn. It. You deal with the purveyors. Mm-hmm. 
You know, maybe you were told a number. I thought you got three thousand this week, but you had to go make that work some fucking hell. Right. Well, if if it snows and you're open, you got you got to pick who you're gonna send home. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know. there's a lot of fucking to it. And you real, you got to be the guy. I mean, I was there Mother's Day. The kid had a heroin overdose in the basement. He was oh. like fucking passed out. We got rid of him. Well, the fucking grease trap is backing up into the kitchen. I'm up to my elbows in grease. While well, there's yeah. an ambulance picking this guy up, yeah. and we have a restaurant full of people. Yeah. And then the toilet overflows. We don't Hashtag, have time maintenance guys. Hashtag real chef life. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because, and I was sorry, I think I was talking to Lou the other day about it. It's hashtag chef life means no life. Like a real chef life, you have no life. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I, I don't put that on my thing. You know, and the fucked up thing was back in my day. The only answer when a chef told you to do something was yes, chef, or no, chef. And if you said no, chef, and, and a derogatory way, like, no, I ain't doing that, chef, you were done. Yeah. It was more like, the only time you said no, chef, like, did you see the spatula? No, chef. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there was no there was no back talk. There was no, and if you had to stay an extra 20 minutes, you didn't get fucking paid for that extra yeah. 20 minutes. The chef, it was cool after a while, he'd throw you 20 or 50 or say, make yourself a steak, hang out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it all worked now. I worked an extra eight minutes. I went over to get the fuck out of here. Right. You're lucky even on my fucking line and got a job and have the privilege mm-hmm. to fucking be here right now. Yeah. Learn what I'm teaching you. I go clean the fry later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I but, just don't get it. it, it it's, and that's why that's why you get all these chains out there now. There's no real mom and pop fucking restaurants that are worth mm-hmm. fucking anything anymore. Sure. There's a handful. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some great restaurants and some people doing amazing things, no doubt about it. But a good percentage, I would say nearly half, I just have no business being in the restaurant business. Well, you know, it's funny because I was like, what really got me laughing was because my buddy Diane was at Mexico. Yes, She's on the, the beach. Uh, the and star, the, 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 the mayo. Yeah. No, yeah, what was that show? The Taste. The Taste, yeah. She's on the beach laying there and it says hashtag chef life. No, that's not. I, I, when I was really in the restaurant business, I didn't have any fucking vacations whatsoever. Here's the problem, though, which is good and bad. The whole way of, I'm glad you said that because it pops up in my head. The whole thing, and I'm going to say since Emerald, with the rock and roll bands and the music and the band and holding an outside food cooking contest, a lot of chefs have become like rock stars almost. Mm-hmm. Celebrity chefs, that's like the new genre of chef, like celebrity chef status and all that stuff. The real grinders and grunters that don't care about necessarily the TV or that shit are few and far between. There's nothing wrong with the TV, because I did it, you did it, it's fucking fantastic. It's yeah. a great, great way to network and fucking promote. I'm all for it. But you can't lose your way in it. Right. That doesn't mean you don't go back into your fucking kitchen and, and you, you throw it in the fucking dish drain if your dishwasher doesn't fucking fall. You bust some fucking suds. Yeah. And get in there and help the fuck out. Yep. Waiting tables, tending bars, doing anything you gotta do. You know, these people lost that, that way. Like, they think they're fucking entitled. And it doesn't work like that. No. Yeah, I mean, there's times where it's just like, like right now, I don't consider my life a chef life. I cook lunch for kids, and then I come home and fuck around. So I'm a cook, you know? So I'm, I'm not like, ugh. You know, because the, the other day, it's funny, I, I marched in the St. Patty's Day Parade in Union, New Jersey, with my school. <laughs> now, did you have one to kill? No. No, it was freezing. It was below freezing. So it was me and all the kids. And, you know, their parents were marching with us and stuff. And everyone's like, Chef Rob, Chef Rob. Ah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it's fun, you know, like shit like that's fun. Absolutely. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was great. Good. And Mary was the principal, so she was on the principal's float. Uh, and we were all following, all the schools were following all the principals. Yeah, see, I would have been up on that principal float, yeah. float, man. I, 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 I don't know. But it was fun. And then yesterday, Absolutely. yesterday, my school. The eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade kids were in their basketball championships. So I went out to whatever West, uh, Westfield or something, New Jersey, and she had them on at like ten thirty in the morning. And I went to Rutt's Hut, got some deep fried hot dogs. Oh, I said that. the hoodie other day. I want to go to Rutt's Hut. Yeah. But uh, you, you know, the, it's just fun. Did you have the ripper? Oh, I had three rippers with cheese and relish and mustard. It was good. And I brought Gwen, uh, Mary's middle kid. She's like, I want wings. I'm like, you're in a, since 1928, this place is famous for the hot dogs, and you want wings. I get a wings. I don't like these wings. I'm like, because we're in a hot dog place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was funny, though. I've learned, I've learned not to venture off the menu in a lot of places. No. Because there's certain, there's certain places you can do it, but they're few and far between. Right. I believe that most places have one or two good items, and that's really it. Even most restaurants, like, somebody can cook a couple of dishes really good. They decide to open up something, and then they, they, they want to expand to things that they don't know or have no business doing, and it completes the whole fucking idea. Right. Like, uh, about 20 years ago, I had a line cook work for me, and he was going to college. And he was upset because he really liked cooking and stuff like that. I'm like, I'll take you out to eat where you want. He goes, Red Lobster. I'm like, you got it. We drove into Jersey. He ordered the soul. I'm like, wait a second. We're in Red I'm Lobster. I'm Red Soul outside. Yeah. And so we get Red Lobster. He goes, I want soul. I'm like, do you realize... The alarm just went off, and they have that chipping that one piece of soul out of the freezer. Yeah. Like. yeah. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Funny. I don't get it. Yeah, but anyway, that, that whole chef life thing was just, it, it just, it gets me sometimes. I know. Like, it fucking hurts it's me. not. Too. You know, like, I didn't have a life at all for 25 we years of my life. We grew up in a different generation period. That's part, that's the first part of the problem. And the second part of the problem is the whole work ethic scenario. These kids just want to make, they think, because, hey, I went to cooking school for three months, or I took a course, and I worked the line for a year. I, get the fuck out of here. You're lucky yeah. even fucking, oh, please, don't even get me fucking started, man. I mean, even, you know, I, I had 20 years experience, and then when I was on Chopped or whatever, I went and worked with uh, Chris Santos, like, but I had to try out, you know, where you trail for like a yeah, week, yeah. and then he goes, I'll give you a job, but you're going to be on the line, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine, but how much are you going to pay me? And it wasn't enough for me to go in and out of Manhattan, park my car and all that stuff. I'm like, if I was younger, I'd be all over it, Chris, but I can't do it. I'm fucking 35 years old. I can't do it. Well, wow. You yeah. know, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But You know how I got my job at the Viceroy? True story. I had an interview set up through a headhunter, and I wrote down names of a bunch of restaurants on papers. I was going to like three interviews that day, and I lost the paper. I was really stoned. And I was even, I mean, I was really stoned. And a matter of fact, true story, I'm going to tell you who I smoked the joint when you'll never believe me. Mickey Rourke. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. So I was coming out of the subway steps, and I lit up the fucking joint, and Kevin Bacon was coming down. He's like, Yo, you mind if I hit that? Sure. Hit it a couple of times, tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, you're all right, kid. Nice. I walk. So you're one degree from yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, one, one degree from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so anyway, I got off now. I remember them telling me, get off the northeast south corner of the fucking train. Because there's four stairways going up on each corner. Or two, whatever. So I have, I still don't know which way north, south, east, and west. I'm a fucking idiot like right. that. I really am. I get fucking lost. I get lost going home sometimes. So I got up the wrong side of the stairs. And lo and behold, they go into the wrong restaurant. 
So I, 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 now I know who they are, but the two owners were sitting at the table. I didn't know that. And I said, I'm here for the sous-chef job. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, I want to apply for a sous-chef. So I see the one guy hitting the other guy. He goes, okay. Because I tell you, when we start talking and bullshit, and they happen to be Italian, and we just started up a conversation, and we kind of like, you know, you can tell when you got that mojo with somebody. Yeah. We wound up bullshit, and they wound up buying me lunch. We stood there, I stood there for like an hour and a half. So I go back the next day, and he has me go to his restaurant next door. And I remember I did some kind of um, whole grilled prawns with something, and I made something else, and blew them away. He's like, you're hired. So I was like, now meanwhile, they had a chef, so they put me on as right. an assistant chef because he was overworked. The place was getting fucking slammed, you know, and I would be the, the other chef. But lo and behold, after like the first year of that, I was the chef. Like I took basically took over and ran the fucking place, right. dropped their fucking food costs. But it's amazing that, you know, I earned my way through all this stuff. Like I didn't just, it took me five years to start getting my sous chef. You know what I'm saying? Look, right. I could have did it in three. And I kind of did. I was basically, I, I kind of, when I was at Tribeca Grill for two years, mm-hmm. I kind of ran the kitchen. I always ran the kitchen in some way, shape, or right. form. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, you were the guy they can count on, yeah, exactly. but you weren't the high-up guy. Yes, exactly. But they exactly. trusted you more than the higher ups. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it gets me like, I don't know, there's no work ethic no more, man. Right. It's really not. It's, it's instant. Not. And it's main anything. guy. Everyone's got to be the instant main guy. And I love, I love when you go in and ask questions. Like, I think, well, I don't know, let me go ask the chef. You should know that. Mm-hmm. When I worked at Tribeca Grill, the pre, pre-meal service, pre-dinner service, the waiters would line up for pre-meal, okay? And they were asked. Now, this is from Drew. He would, if you tie your shirt, you had a stain, your tie wasn't right, you were sent home. Right. And if you were sent home twice, you weren't coming back a third time. But he would randomly ask questions. Okay, Miguel, tell me what's in, is there garlic in the uh, chicken franchise? Is there um, whatever, onions in this dish or whatever. And, but they had an answer. You had to know right. it. And put yourself in the customer business. Don't you hate when you ask somebody, oh, how, is that seared or is it grilled or is it fried? Does it have garlic? I don't know. And let me go back and let's get it one day. And I, I kept fucking with him. I kept asking the most bizarre questions. I was like, does it have chicken liver in it? I don't know. Let me go back and ask the chef. Meanwhile, I'm ordering veal parmesan. Right. You know, and I actually did that. I'm like, does it have chicken liver? Oh, I don't know. Like, how dumb can you fucking be? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the other thing. You don't I get don't good waitresses or waiters anymore because everyone's a student doing that, or they it's their second you job. What happened to taking the pride and quality in your job, no matter what it was? How hard is it to take home a menu with 10, 15 items on it and just know what it comes with? Yeah. And then over the course of a month, you learn everything that's in the dish. And well, was, I mean, that's how I learned because I knew nothing, and I went in as a dishwasher, yeah, flesh press cook, and, and, and yeah, exactly. These kids don't give a fuck. Can I do it? Can I do that? Can I do yeah. that? Yeah. Who wants to clean five boxes of shrimp? I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I used to do the same thing. Yeah. I started out of prep and tried back and grind. Never forget this. He goes, you get my fucking. He goes, you get to peel potatoes. Now I'm right out of cooking school. I'm friends with De Niro, working for Robert De Niro at his restaurant. I'm looking at him, you can fucking peel potatoes. Really? I'll hit someone a fucking. What are you kidding me? I was cocky. I was mad. Mm-hmm. He not. I, this was like the Karate Kid. So I swear to God, I peeled the potatoes. After a month of peeling nothing but potatoes, they got moved to carrots. I did fucking carrots for a month, and he's like, lose the attitude yet? Yes, chef. Upstairs, you're gonna work with Reese and yeah. prep in the back. So I swear to God, this guy, this Chinese guy, like my knife skills were a little rough in the beginning. He would give me a case of, gives me a case of potatoes and maybe dice them into like little broom cuts, the whole fucking case. 
Then he gave me a case of basil. He made me shifting out the case of basil. And he takes them and he would go downstairs. I'm like, why is this guy? What he? I would look for the prep in the refrigerator. I couldn't figure out what he was doing with it. After three weeks of doing this, no, he made pesto and he made mashed potato out of it. But after three weeks of doing this, I didn't know what he was doing. So finally, he brings up the Robocool in front of me. He takes all the potatoes, boils them and starts me. I'm like, why can't you just put, like, what the what? fuck? I'm like, why are you making me shifting out a case of basil for pesto? He's like, it was like the karate kid. Yeah. He's like, now chop the basil. I was like, now chop the potatoes. He's like, yeah. He's like, your knife skill's good now, huh? I was like, you motherfucker. I got it. I find him. I fucking hated you for doing that mm-hmm. to me. But then I looked at him. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, there was an interest. People taught you. You learned. Who would work? I'll, I'll take your shift. Yeah. Now, I, like, I ain't fucking taking your shift. Fuck that. You know what I mean? I would jump right in anywhere. The opportunity to take another guy's lunch, especially if it was higher up than me. Right. Like, to take a grill shift was a privilege. Yeah. Well, when I went to the Stanton Social with Santos, first thing he does is like, uh, you want to butcher some meat? I'm like, yeah. He goes, two cases of hanger steak. I'm like, all right, boom. Within like 40 minutes, I was done. And he went, wow. You've done that before? I'm like, yeah. Like, but I was like, I have no problem. You know? Yeah. He's like, but you do it well. I'm like, yes, because I do this for a living. But... You want me to clean more? Like, I'm not going to be like, ah, no way. But I guess that was his way of being like, all right, this guy wants a job, but let's see if he can do this without, you know, fucking the meat up, which yeah. is right. But when I used to work for this guy, Phil Core out in Florida and stuff, clean 100 pounds of snapper, clean two cases of filet mignon. And like, that's, that's what I would do idea. in the beginning of a shift. But that's the only way you're really going to learn. Yeah. Because look, Let's be realistic. How many chefs fillet their own fish now? None of them. No. I guarantee you most chefs can't fillet fish nowadays. Yeah. When I was at Tribeca Grill 2 upstairs, it was funny. We had a, a party for, uh, kid you not, Eddie Murphy. And um, there was some kind of we were filleting fish downstairs. And I was watching Don and Morimoto, um, the other guy from uh, Nobu, they were throwing like slided fish to each other. They slide it right across the counter. Two shots, fucking flay the whole thing. I was blown away by that. I was like, teach me. Well, teach me. And finally, I kept annoying him. He's like, come on, I teach you now. You ready? I mean, he was ready fucking a week ago. Yeah. But I wound up sitting there every day, and I would go for an extra hour after work, and I would stay downstairs and fillet fish with these guys. And they, they didn't like me for that, but they respected me for that. And they yeah. showed that I wanted to fucking learn. Yeah. Do you think you can get any fucking kid to do that now? They want to get paid for it. You get a fucking opportunity of a lifetime. You should be paying them to teach you that. Yeah. I don't know. Mondays we were closed at the lake, so I would volunteer with the chef that would stay out there and make all the sauces, all the stocks. And then eventually I got paid for it, but he taught me how to do all these yeah. stocks, why we're doing it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know. And That's the great. best fucking learning. That's the best school you're ever going to get. Yeah. Right, so. We got somebody calling in. Is that Lou? Two four two. Who is that? Possibly Lou and um. And that. And yeah, I think so. Let's say hello to Lou. What's up? You're chewing the fat, Louie Louie. Yo, chewing your ass, Lucifer. man. What's up, guy? Oh my god. Hello, Lucifer. Not a hell of a lot. Just you know, hunkering down for the storm. Yeah. Hearing what are you hunkering? A fucking hearing, rice bowl. Hearing Clem go. Hair and Clem go ham on the chefs. I love it. <laughs> nice. Hello, Lucifer. Oh, look, let me ask you a question. You think I said anything out of whack or what? 
No, no, not really. And I thought you mean a little bit talking about and this. And that bull fucking ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Earn your bones. Yeah. It's on. Everybody, you know, let, you know, you you don't know what these days define anything. I agree. You know, a chef defining a chef is somebody that you can he can run a kitchen from finances to staffing to food. Of course, I mean the food's a given. Like you know, if you can't get past the food, you certainly aren't useful running a kitchen too well. Maybe you're just good online. But you know, whatever you, whatever it is, if you're running a kitchen, you know you're you're taking responsibility for it. You're creating. But not many people do that full time. Like I, you know, I know a handful that are just like you know, and you don't hear from them because that's the way it is. Like they're not in it to be, you know. Oh, you know, take my picture. Look, I'm over here. You know, they're there to cook. Yeah. You're a fucking chef. I mean, it's like it's like a good concrete guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, 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 all of a sudden, the concrete guys become famous. <laughs> yeah. You know. Everybody's gonna to want to be a mason. Everybody want to be a concrete guy, super concrete guy, you know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. You just gotta got know how to do every angle of the business before you can put that moniker on yourself. You know, that's like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like it's almost like I put a band. Clem cut his finger. I put a bandaid on it. Now I'm Doctor Rob. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Right. You know, like, it's just, I I think I'm just, I get a little bit pissed because I came up through the ranks. Yes, we had to earn that right. And these kids today don't. We had to earn the right, and they don't. And I don't dislike them for that, but I kind of do. No, but a lot of them can really cook well, but you've never seen them do 200 covers where two people didn't show up. You know, like... Because it's not like, ooh, that's all nice. If you can what... cook, you know, I used to do seven, eight hundred dinners a night, man, tuck yeah. it on a two grill thing. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. When you get no setbacks, that's like you're the motherfucking king. I remember one time my grill guy didn't show up on a Sunday brunch. Now Sunday brunch obviously was twelve to three, but from one to from twelve to like one thirty, two o'clock, we would do four hundred covers, and the other right. five hundred covers from twelve to three. On the grill, expediting. I exped- I yeah. actually took the fucking machine, put it on the fucking grill station, expedited everything, the whole fucking thing, handed the plates and put out the fucking grill. I was fucking spent, dude. I was just covered and pouring and burnt. But we fucking got one, exactly, you know, one cent back. Everything went out fucking right. perfect. And then you got to turn over and do dinner. I like to see <laughs> one of these kids. They'd be crying like a little fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all about problem solving. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Clem. <laughs> well, it's the truth, though. It's the truth. You think one of these it kids is. in that situation are going to go fucking crying all the way home? No, I don't like all the way home. It. That's why they don't go. But that's why they don't go in those situations because they. Um, you know, you can't handle that situation. So I don't know. You get a, like a deli or a restaurant, a small restaurant, or so. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but there's a lot of, you know, that that you just don't define it. I mean, you don't have to necessarily have gone to culinary school. You don't have to necessarily. I think I'm at a culinary school as PAs, and they're just they're a mess. Like they, 
It's like right. this person can't handle me. Imagine in a real fucking rocking kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Like my volumes are by months. Like I'm not every day on the grill. Although we cook, you know, when we're cooking, we're cooking every day. But our pressure points come in that, you know, 200 people in an hour. Right. You got to get done. Oh, no. Forget all, forget and, all that know, even. I've I worked with you before. How about the fact of getting everything on a fucking truck, loading everything up, getting everybody to fucking show up, getting to a party, having well, a fucking thing, set man. it up. Fucked out tables, skirts, place, get everything set, get everything warm on time. That right there is magical. And you like the fucking right. conducting a right. fucking orchestra. Most people can't even right. do that. You know, you do that party once and you get slammed. Imagine having to do that for three, four, five hundred people three to five times a fucking week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a party going out in the side Yeah, room well, the yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're a fucking thoroughbred. Yeah. It's just... It's a crazy thing what people go for and what people define as, you know, anything. I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know, people pay for the for the bells and whistles, I guess. Yeah. You know? I yeah, mean, really I, I, I'm part. fucking... You know, just like we're living the life. It is. No, you're not. You're not living the life at all. Well, that's the thing, right? That. That's a whole other thing to me when we were talking about the chef life thing. That's like, no, man, you're not even fucking, come on. If you're if you're somewhere exotic on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and you're a chef, you're not living a chef's life. You're just right. fucking running around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whether you're, whether you're cooking for a school or a catering company, like, you, you know, the responsibility and the integrity goes a long way also in the chef life. Right. Where people need to be fed, and you, you, you decide going to the beach or catering this woman's bereavement or feeding the kids in the school or going down to fucking California and chilling out for three weeks. You know, big difference. A chef kids, you know, feeds the kids. That's yeah, like when I, when I was in restaurant business, I never saw a vacation. Like the most would be like, all right, I'm off. They're giving me off Tuesday. So I have off Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to go down the shore. And then someone calls in sick, and i got to come back in and work on Tuesday. Yep. You got that one right, right, vacation. Right, right, right. You got that paid vacation that you looked forward to all fucking year. And the right. fucked up thing was, right. when you were out for five days, seven days, you missed the fuck out of it. Like, even though you're on vacation, yeah. you could have been anywhere. You just you don't know what to do, like because you go from running 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. to a dead fucking hall. Yeah. And it's weird. Well, it's weird that you know. I, then you were I, lucky I, enough to be there two to, years or three years to get the two week pay vacation. Right. You know. I, I watched know. a um, someone's video just by scrolling through something on Facebook, and then he gets these video things, you know. Yeah. And it happened to be a chef that I know, and um, you know this guy's like rocking in like wherever Disney Orlando or Disney California, and like he's walking around playing and. Doing his whatever, but the bottom line is he was talking about the chef life, and uh, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, that's so fucked up. Like you just ruined yourself by that one statement. Like, and then it hit me like that's something that like if Wolfgang Puck was doing that and said chef life, it would be like, ha ha, I already went through the ranks, now I'm a retired chef, this is the chef life <laughs> right, you right. want. By this yeah. person saying, this is the chef life you want, 
you're saying I'm broke taking a nominal vacation when I should be working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so with that, you know, like I see, you see a lot of that and you see it. Like I talk to people, they're like, you know, Oh, I was on this other show and I never even heard of the shows and I don't really follow them. You know that. And they're yeah. like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to contact in this agency. Well, I'm like an agent. You were on a show and I never heard of. What do you get an agent for? <laughs> Go to work. <laughs> Let them advertise in the window. <laughs> hey, yeah. so-and-so from so-and-so show is now here. That's where you're going to make your money. <laughs> I would well, love if we had cell phones and stuff like that when I was like really deep into the restaurant thing. My videos... Would it, right now, we oh, would watch them it. and be like, it's X-rated. It. You'd be like, gray skin, chain smoking in the kitchen, uh, yeah. fucking bleeding. You got yeah. crazy glue and duct tape around your finger. Dude, we used to work Saturday night shift at Lundy's, and we'd do 1,100 covers. Yeah. 1,100 fucking covers. By the time we cleaned up our station ready to go home, it was almost midnight. We would go upstairs into the top floor. Mm-hmm. We'd all take off our fucking chef pants, hang out in our boxer shorts or fucking sweatpants, whatever we yeah. And we'd stay up there, smoke pot, drink beers, maybe do some other crazy, insane shit back yeah. in the day. Four hours later, we'd be in the kitchen, who's in their boxer shorts and socks, cigarette hanging out of their mouth, yeah. going right for fucking brunch. I couldn't wait to fucking go home by 11 o'clock and we all prep brunch and the brunch crew would come in to put away the shit and fucking start prepping for lunch or dinner or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, who the fuck, I, you think about some of this shit we did, you can't get these fucking kids to do that. And we did it because we, we had, you know what, we had the time of our fucking lives doing it. Yeah. You had such a bond with your fucking workers that was unfucking breakable. Yep. I still got people from 10 years ago that if I opened up a restaurant, even from 20 years ago, Open up a restaurant tomorrow and quit and come work with me mm-hmm. Like for this show that I filmed, they need, they wanted, they're like, oh, you have 30 years experience. You have pictures from back then. I'm like, first of all, there were no cell phones. Second of all, there were probably the disposable cameras. And where the fuck am I going to find those pictures now? And I found a couple when I was like a young kid in the kitchen. I looked like a zombie because my eyes were sunk in. I knew I was drunk. I knew I was high all night before. It was like, holy shit, look at how great shape I am. But I'm not really in great shape. I just never ate. And whatever I ate, I would throw up because I was always drunk. Yeah. But it was like, ah, those were the days. <laughs> you know? And then, like, I see, like, Ricky, the guy from Mexico that I worked with, he was since he was 13. Now he's running the kitchen. But he's, like, this little kid. And we're just, like, sitting there and, like, we're, ah. God, it was fucking. I felt bad. I want to go back to those days. Do we have any news or anything? I got some news. You want to do some news? Why don't we get into our news segment? We got low, and then we're gonna get into our, our top five. We got a pretty cool top five tonight. A nice little food fight, and uh, let's uh, take it away. CTO News with Big and Beefy. This just in. It's going to snow. Well, that's it. We Louis, actually... Louis, well, you hear the all the papers and whatever he's rattling around. <laughs> well, you you went to that break real quick, so I figured I had time. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> well, that is the big news. Come 10 and 12 tonight, we're going to get hit with a, the Winter Storm Stella. Hey, Stella! Stella! <laughs> hey, Stella! Nice. Stella! 
So we're supposed to get between 16 and 24 inches of snow. Whatever. Bring it. I got my milk. Yes. But I want to start the news off. Uh, Clem and myself were featured in, on SI Live this week oh, yeah, that's right. with the 17 Staten Island chefs who took the heat in reality TV kitchens. And it's pretty good. You know, we got uh, Carol Frazetta from Carol's Cuisine. She yep. was in 2004 with Bobby Flay. Uh, our man Ralph Pagano. Yes. Hell's Kitchen. We got Nikki Cascone from Top Chef. We got Shehu Fitzgerald from Chop. Johnny Serp. Johnny Serp. We got all Well, you know you don't count. <laughs> he can't cook fucking wings. Uh, <laughs> our man Eddie Camlin. Holy Busty on your balls. Which today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Eddie Camlin. Happy birthday, Eddie Camlin. Yeah. Happy, happy. Birthday. Birthday, and there he is. We got Clem. We got ChefSeanQuinn.com. We got Sharon Singleton. All these people that were on Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. We got Sarah Puzal who was on our show. Um, Frankie Bellotti. Who else we got? We got Don Tessarino. Yeah. Big Bob Burmeister. Who else? Who else we got in there? And then we got this little kid. That was on uh, Food Network Star. That's pretty cool. Uh, not, not a bad uh, thing. I like when it's like a surprise that we're in a, like they didn't call us up to ask us what we're doing now or anything, but, you know. But that's pretty cool. Check it out on uh, SI Live. I want to read some of this. This is where you pull this up. And this is <laughs> what, what are you doing, doing now? Now it goes down. <laughs> Shuffle it. Chef life. Hashtag chef life. What to do if your power goes out? Because I imagine some people might lose power with the weight of the snow and who knows, you know, roofs right. going to collapse. Look, shit ain't built the whole fucking 20 inches of fucking snow on your roof or right. power lines. So you never know. But here's some things to do. Obviously, the first one is by the USDA, nevertheless. The first step is obviously to keep your refrigerator and freezer as closed as much as possible. Okay? I'll tell you what, because I have 900 coolers. Yep. I do that and then throw everything in a cooler. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing, too, which I think is a great idea. Put all your meat on trays, so that way when things start melting, you're not going to get any cross-contamination. Right. Because when it's frozen, you don't think about having chicken on top of your fucking, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Gonna, whatever. But put trays in between things. Here's the one I really love. Get some dry ice. Now, there's a fucking power outage. It's fucking snow. Where am I getting dry ice? What you should do, my tip, go outside with a couple of pots, pack it with snow, I just thought it. I'm pretty smart. Pack it with fucking some snow and stick a couple of things of snow in your freezer or yeah. your refrigerator and keep things fucking cold. You know? Or dig a nice yeah. hole out in the snow like yeah, an exactly. igloo and put all your shit yeah, out there exactly. for all the raccoons to get. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, just a little couple of uh, tidbits. Make sure to discard any possible food. That's the eggs, leftovers, or okay, it's all bullshit. Check each item separately before you throw them out. All right. You know what I do usually when shit like that happens? I cook everything, and then I forget that I have no way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just made a stew, a soup, a pot pie, and this and that. This. Oh, shit, I got no refrigeration. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you know. I make sure I got pot. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Gas in the truck. <laughs> yeah, I filled yeah, up yeah. today. I gotta get on the way home. I'm in. All right, well, here's some news. The Pioneer Woman is under fire for a racist segment about Asian wings that was aired in 2012. 
And now they're bringing it up. And it wasn't even bad. Is that the hot chick? No, that's the ugly chick. No. This is... uh, ugly. Yeah, like the red hair or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the farm? Yeah. Okay. Here's what happened. She made wings for her husband and friends and kids. And she went into the oven and went, I got them. Nice, hot Asian wings. And they were like, whoa, I don't trust them. Oh, I don't want... She goes, I'm only kidding. I know you wouldn't want those. So I got your hot wings. That was the racist segment. This is I how don't crazy even understand the, that. Huh? I don't even understand that. I know. She just she made them Asian wings, but made them the American red hot wings, but was trying to fool them with Asian wings, and they didn't want them. And she goes, ha, I knew you wouldn't want those. That's not racist. Yeah, no. No, that's, that's cooking ridiculous. for a bunch of people that don't like to try anything. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You don't have anything better to fucking do with their lives. No. I know. But my guess is they probably want to get rid of us. So here we are. Five years later, yep. it comes out. You know, they probably have another girl lined up to be the new. Because uh, that's what they did with uh, Paula Dean. Love she Paula said Dean. a racist thing 25 years ago at a party. And they yeah. fired her and took all the shit away from her. So that's, you know, that's that. But here we go. I thought it was Last because time we talked about the much. hostess ice cream, like the Twinkies and stuff. Yes. Now we got Peeps Oreos. No. Peeps Oreos. But the thing is, they reportedly have an unfortunate side effect. It's turning tongues green and your poop. I mean, turning your tongues pink and your poop pink. Oh, well. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I yeah. that. I wouldn't mind pink poopy. Yeah. No. So, of course, I found Peeps Oreos and seven other things that turn your poop strange colors. Oh, good. <laughs> so, let's go. I like eating beets and watching what happens. Yes. Yeah, well, beets is, uh, Looks beets like somebody is dropped the number one thing. in the toilet. <laughs> but it turns your urine red on beets, which is pretty cool. Pepto-Bismol, which I drink like my hair's on fire, yeah, my, my turns your crap black. Ah. Yeah. Frankenberry and Count Chocula and all those things, they turn you, it turns green. Nerds. Wow. Never knew that. Flaming Hot Cheetos. It'll change your stool. Nice. And what color? Like bright orange. Yeah, into a fucking, into a pepper stick. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> Burger King's Black Whopper. Remember we ate that? That was nasty. Everyone that ate it here shit turned green. It was yeah. great. Peep oh, Oreos. God, who the fuck is that guy? That's a Peep Oreo guy. But I don't mind that. Like, if I drink great drink, like from Brothers Pizzeria, my crap turns green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's good stuff. Entertaining. And here's a little uh, news for Philomena, because we brought it up before. Sean Cassidy's nephew auditions on The Voice and gets on Alicia Keys' team. Wow. So he's wow. Keeping, it, keeping that Cassidy name going. Yay. Hello, nice. Lucifer. Hello, Phil here. Hello. Are you ready for the All right, so um, let us. Wait, let me tell us something to discuss. Go ahead. What did you say, Lucifer? 
I didn't hear you. Are you ready for the snowstorm? I just wanted to know. You ready for the Yeah, I'm ready for the snowstorm. I'm going to stay home do? tomorrow. I'm going to do laundry and just chill out and relax. There you go. Did you get any kind of special provisions, you know, to hunker down? No. I have to go shopping on the way home. So maybe he's very last right. minute and very... I did. Like I said, I went to beach. I a shit ton. I have milk, thank you. I bought a three-pack of Cap'n Crunch. They have Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, and All Berries all together. Never heard of All Berries. Yeah. Oh. But uh, so I was like, I bought that. And I'm like, am I going to eat that? And when I came home, I found my giant bag of marshmallows. I'm going to make, like, Cap'n Crunch treats. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So here's something. Here's something really cool I did the other day. Um. Yeah, we can hashtag this chef life. I wanted to eat something, you know, and I really wanted something a little sweet. So I grabbed shit, shit I had around the kitchen. So I got two pieces of whole wheat bread. I hit them both sides with peanut butter. And then I drizzled them with some condensed milk on both sides. Then I put a handful of Lucky Charms. <laughs> and I fucking crushed it together. <laughs> and I fried that shit. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, my God. Life. <laughs> yeah. oh my God, man, oh man, oh man. So now that was that wasn't stone life. That was experimenting life. A little while ago when I was at the gas station, <laughs> I saw peanut butter and lucky charms at the Sunoco station. <laughs> so <laughs> I bought that. <laughs> uh, I, I like this is part of my provisions. <laughs> Hey, as long as it's something, like, and it'll turn your poop colors. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm I do have a little it. peanut butter left, but you know what I have? Cookie butter? Have you ever had that? No, Ooh. what the hell is cookie butter? It's like, it's the consistency of peanut butter, but it's made with, like, those hazelnut cookies or something like that. It's phenomenal. Where do you have yeah. cookie butter? I found that at Sam's Club, but it's like, the first time I saw it was in... Um, Amazon uh, here I come. The uh, uh, what the fuck is that place? Uh, Trader Joe's has it, but it's it's amazing. I think it's really it's super sweet though. Yeah, I think it's like that um, Italian uh, um, Nutella, not, you know, like the um, what's that? Like very light. Yeah, well, it's it's not like that chocolate. Only fucking eleven dollar jar. No, the light yeah. color. Yeah, and it's like all sorts of nuts like mixed in. It's it's basically a nut butter, but it's like they call it cookie butter because of summer. I don't who know. Wants but... a, who wants to buy something called nut butter? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Trader Joe's cookies and cream cookie butter. Ooh, Ooh. cookies and cream cookie butter. Ooh, I gotta yeah. get that. You're making me hungry. But, you know, I do love that Gooba grape. Do you ever have that with the peanut butter and love jelly? Yes. Oh, my God. Mm. I bought um chocolate, I bought pudding, and uh, I have heavy cream, so I'm going to make my uh, little uh, thing that I was going to make last week. Okay. Chocolate mousse? Nice. Very nice. It's amazing right, when, well, people, when people get ready for a snowstorm, nobody really goes out and buys, like, vegetables. Or 
<laughs> no, you know what I bought? I bought a giant bag of frozen corn and a bag of Brussels sprouts because I have a ton of bacon. That's the only vegetables I there bought. There you go. But I didn't really buy it because well, at least of the storm. I went to buy food because I have no food, but like fucking jaws of shit. So I actually bought like pork chops, whole chickens because I want to make chicken and dumplings. Well, I'm not going to do any of that tomorrow. I'm just going to have it for the week, I guess. I go food shopping like once every three months. Who is that? Okay. Wow. Clem playing some games. Oh, <laughs> Trying to get it to shut off. All right. Well, let's get into our so top five. All right. So we were talking about the snowstorm and blah, blah, blah. What are the top five things you like when you're trapped in your house? Do you like to make? What do you like to cook? Yeah, what are you cooking when you're trapped inside your fucking house for three days staring at the bare fucking walls? Yeah. You want me to go? I'll start. Yeah. I'm going to say eggplant parmesan. All right. A nice little comfort tray. Mac and cheese is another thing I love. What is that? Is that you? That's him. Um... <laughs> Some stew. Yeah. Definitely a good pot of soup. Maybe a nice split pea or a lentil, even a French onion, any kind of soup. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to say like brownies. Yeah, cookies brownie, and brownies. Man. You got to do like the yeah. cookie and brownie thing when you fuck Anything them. baked. That's yeah. going to make your house smell fantastic. Exactly. You got to do the baked shit. Yeah. I'm going my chicken and dumplings. I definitely love making that. That's you nice. just take a whole chicken. Cover it with water. You put your veg in. You make it like a chicken stock. You pull the whole thing out. Pull the meat off. Throw the bones out. Put the meat back in and drop some dumplings in there. It's fantastic. Oh. I'm doing that. Um, I like... Why don't you go do that now? <laughs> Come on. Go make out a quick dumpling soup. <laughs> I like making like a casserole or something. I got, I got some cream of mushroom soup. I might make some sort of a pasta casserole or something like that. All right. Um... I like love a doing loin. a roast, like a, you know, like a roast beef or something like that, or a pork loin, just to have, you know. You cook it off, smell the house up great, and then you just pick at it for days. Uh-huh. But my two favorites are grilled cheese. Yes. Love the grilled cheese. And there's some I make, pennies and beans. It's just pork and beans, and you slice up hot dogs in it, and you cook it, and... Just eat it right out of the pot. It's fucking great. But anything in the pot. Anything in the pot. Like right now, I have the meatloaf going in a crock pot. I know. I can smell it. Yeah. It's making me fucking hungry. <laughs> and I did buy brownies because I'm going to make brownies. So. Yeah, you got to bake some. You always know, try a cookie something. Yeah. You know, even a Duncan Hines cake. Yeah, well, I have, I found a, an envelope of oatmeal chocolate chip cookies in my pantry that it must be 10 years old, but I'm going to make those. And then I bought, bought the brownie mix. So nice. I'll do that. Nice. But it's good stuff, you know. How about, How about you, Philly? Yeah, what do you, what do you, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Philip, what do you like? <laughs> Philly don't cook. No, well, Philly, no, Philly's lazy. Um, well, I'm going to be home tomorrow, so I think maybe, uh, I'm going to go shopping and uh, get a piece of uh, horse. Okay. 
and uh, carrots Wars. and uh, like a little crock pot. Yeah. You didn't say Sunday gravy. Nah, not during a snowstorm. No? It weighs you down too much. For what? To lay on the couch? It weighs you down too much. <laughs> Oh, oh that's right. He's, he has the he has the diet eggplant palm. <laughs> yeah, well, the eggplant palm is more of a snowy day. Yeah. Well, it depends. If it snows on the I know. I'm just saying that because when we were if on SI Live, they put your Sunday yes. gravy video. Up. And it would happen to snow on a Sunday. Oh, all right. And yes. All right, I got you. You know. Because I just thought Brajol right away because I was watching you make Brajol. I, I was showing Mary the video. We were just laughing. She goes, I love this guy. He's just like slapping his meat, slapping everything down. Like <laughs> I've gotten 264 negative comments. Now, mind you, the video has probably upwards of almost 400,000 hits. Right. But I, I, I stopped reading some of them because he touched the meat and he put his hands in the salt and he's going to go cook like that in a restaurant. No, asshole. I'm doing it at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. With right, my video I shot. I just shot 10 videos back to back in a row, unscripted off the top of my fucking head, that probably 80% of fucking American can't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was just cold. One of these gave me the video, I did the I put the in that live, like, right. make this, I did it, boom, boom, boom. But, uh, when you cook at home, I mean, come on, I'm not going to put my hands on fucking touch meat and stick my hands in the salt. Right. And you know what? So what if I fucking did? Yeah, you're cooking it. Yeah. It's not like it's raw. You know what I'm saying? Look, I get it. Yeah, I'm not taking a measuring spoon and putting a thing of yeah, salt. Exactly. Oh, I'm using my hands. Let's be realistic. If I'm sticking my hands so most likely I'm throwing the fucking thing out afterwards anyway. It's not gonna, I don't know. It's just yeah. bizarre. Because I'm throwing this raw brush on. I'm not even browning. I'm just showing you yeah. what to do. And now I got a pot of cold sauce with cold meat sitting in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, All right, Lou. How about you? Besides your Lucky Charms peanut butter evaporated milk on, a, on some bread. <laughs> um, I definitely like the um, pot roast. Yeah, pot roast with root vegetables. That's always a good one. Um, definitely a fan of a soup. Chicken, chicken dumpling sounds great. Yeah. Um, as far as baking wise, I like like doing like steak pizza rolls and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Like some shanks, any kind of Ooh. shanks. Ooh, Except yeah. Lemonade. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm like shaking very tasty. Or, uh... Yeah, anything. Now, are they because it keeps you busy. You trap in the house, and it makes you feel good. No, it I smells make... great. Everyone's sitting around anyway, so you just sit and eat, and then you eat it five different times, and go out, shovel, come no, back it's... in. You got a bunch of meals going. It's great. I left the menu, of course, dessert last. And the reason why the dessert would first start with brownies as number four is that while everything else is cooking, the butter is being made. Oh. Uh, yes. Then you can make the brownies the right way. Right. And you have a little bowl of fruit. I like fruit. I'm a fruit and vegetable person. Uh-huh. Uh, I bought some halos today. Uh, what's a halo? Those little tangelos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are great. Ah. All right, well, let's pick up for Annette and see what Annette wants to cook on today. Hey, Annette, what's going on? You're chewing the fat with Big M Beefy. Hello, everybody. Hello, Lou. Hello, Phil and Mina. Hello, Clemenza. Hello, and hello, Annette. 
What's going on? We just ended the worst, the worst power outage in Detroit's history. We were without power for four days. So when you talk about being stuck in the house and cooking, we didn't have no fucking chance to cook nothing. Uh, and that's that's from uh, the same storm, right? Hey, Stella! <laughs> With, uh, we got no snow. It was just winds. It was hurricane oh, really? winds. And it knocked down 4,000 power lines in the course of an hour, and we were without power. There are some people still don't have power. But to that point, what would be great to do during a snowstorm, which we got today, uh, chili. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Love chili, love it. And I like to take, like, crescent rolls and make little pocket meals, you know, like little hobo uh-huh. dinner things. You put the crescent rolls and bake them in the oven, and then you got yeah. little candy It's so fun. Yeah. And popcorn. Got to make popcorn. Ooh. That's another good yep. one. I only like so popcorn in, in a pot with oil, though. Back in the day, it was Jiffy Pop, and it was great. Yeah. And it was so cool to shake it back and forth on the fucking yeah. stove. And it was like a little event to make popcorn. Now you just throw it in the microwave. <laughs> the fucking stove. Not fun. Well, no, I put put the popcorn in some olive oil and butter and stick it on the stove. And then when it's done, you don't have to melt butter on it because the butter's already on it. Exactly. It's very good, and the olive oil keeps the butter from burning, and the butter adds the flavor to the popcorn. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, I got listening to you guys talking about all the, the cooking and the learning. I haven't been in a professional kitchen in 12 years, man, maybe a little longer. And I was the only, you know, when you were working in our kitchen, whoever was cooking was the only one. It was a little place. We had a 45-seat restaurant right. where we could carry out stuff. But it was, it was fun, and it was amazing. And when my year there was over, because the guy who owned it sold it, and the new crew came in, we were, like, displaced. I really didn't think I would miss something as much as I did all the crazy crap that went on in that place. It was yeah. absolutely amazing. And I'd done private catering and stuff prior to that, but that was the only time I ever worked in a professional kitchen, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And it's I it's it. a different life. It's, it's yes, it fun. Is. It's and you're working your ass off more than anybody works their ass off. You're in hot conditions, but you have to, you know, you're feeding people. So it's not like, you know. You're in, yeah, you're in the yeah. middle of a of a we, we one day I walked in I had three fifty people uh, carry out caterings plus my lunch plus my cover you know whatever was coming in for carry out from the restaurant and in the middle of all of it the health inspector walked in and I'm like get the always fuck. I'm like, oh hell yeah I'm always like, oh my god and it was you know it was amazing it just stood there looking at me and I said look you're either going to help me or you're going to get out of here. And yeah, so you know what I usually do? I walk out of the kitchen because I can't uh, find I you to... if you're not in there. I go out to the tables. I'm like, I'm sorry, health department's here. If you want to stick around and wait or you want to leave, but I'm not cooking while they're here because they'll shut me down. God, I wish I'd have I... thought of that. I just stood there staring at her like, would you please leave? But, nah. yeah, well, I worked with a guy that when health department walk in, he'd try to show off in front of them. And be like, boss in the dish, go get me bread, this. And he's cutting, like, raw chicken uh, and then cutting cooked chicken on the same cut. Like, he was trying to show the guy that he can bang food out. I'm like, get the fuck away from everything. You're going to shut us down. And I was just a line cook, and he was my boss. And I'm like, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. No, no, you're absolutely right. I don't mess with those people. They, You know, they got their job to do, but I've got to make sure that I don't cross their paths the wrong way because – 
I don't right. want to be the. Oh, reason. you don't want to be nasty to them either. That's right. But right. yep, there you go. So all that wrapped up into a neat little package, and I wish you guys the best tomorrow because I know the lake effect snow that's coming up from Cincinnati and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's nasty there. It's already nasty there, and it's heading for you guys. Oh yeah. I, mean, so make some pop- I would enjoy. like to thank you sanitation ahead of time because they're pretty good. They fucking clear streets like crazy. The yeah, only thing are. is when I shovel my driveway out, they plow it back in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do it here too. It's insane. You know, Rob, I'm gonna I'm gonna message you on Facebook a brownie recipe that I don't know that you'll try it, but instead of flour it uses it uses yams. And it's really Ooh. good. Ooh. Yeah, I promise yeah. you. Promise okay. you. I won't do it till tomorrow because I'm not near my computer. But you will never know that there's yams in this. It is. I would love are, that because I'm, I'm a sweet potato guy. I, I like making veg in when, you know, and having someone eat it. And then after they're done, you tell them what's in it. Yep. I did that the other day to some friends that were visiting. I said, try this. And they went, what's in it? I said, brownies. Damn it. Just eat it. And when they got done, I told them, and they just stood there and stared at me. Yep, you'll love it. You guys will love this. Oh, I'm definitely going to do that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's peanut butter, yams. Um, I use brown rice syrup, but you can use honey or agave, and cocoa. Ooh. And it, that's all that's in it. Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, I'm definitely the best brownies in the world. Yep. Awesome. So there you go. Awesome, You're awesome. making me hungry, Annette. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. It's okay, honey. All right, well, we got another call here. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. What's up? What's We're up? chilling the fat with Big and Beefy. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. We're good. Can you hear me? Oh, what are we listening to? Yeah, we can hear us in the background. Yeah, we can hear us in the background. Shut it off. Shut it off. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. All right. What are you guys up to? We are chewing the fat. We are chewing the fat. Could <laughs> <laughs> you please shut off the background, please? Well, I remember. Well, I remember. Uh-huh. Don't worry, don't worry. Hey, Rob. No matter what. I was saying it yesterday. Oh, my God. It was nice seeing you on St. Patty's Day for Staten Island. Yeah, it was good stuff. Good yeah, it was good stuff. Good touch. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Is that the Santa All right, so I only, I just wanted to call and see here, you guys and say hello. So you guys do your thing, and I'll be with you. All right, be careful. Bye, love you. Bye, love you. <laughs> wow, that was cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> we sound good, so people can hear us. We do sound good. Yeah, well, that was that was actually a sound check for us. Yeah. And I know she's got the Bluetooth. It's, she got this snap-on box of Bluetooth, uh-huh. which is pretty badass. And it's probably in the middle of the room. And if that's that loud, we're coming in pretty loud and clear. Nice. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Very, very we, cool. We did our little sound check, sound check, sound check. There you go. There you go. There you go. I don't know. So all these things you cook, I, I don't know. Adam, what do you think people like to cook better? What's our food fight? <laughs> we don't have a food fight, but I'm trying to think No, but look, I think soup, chili, slow cooking, that, that's the whole snow day cooking thing. You know, whether it's a soup or a chili or, you know, what about, how about even cereal? 
Maybe have a serious <laughs> mood. Like, you look at my high right now. It's yeah. like something going on that I don't know yeah. about. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but you know what? Uh, look, when you're stuck in, you got to get the bear. Look, you got to get the bear essentials. You got to at least. <laughs> Bread or milk? <laughs> you got to get like a 12 pack. You got to get some ice cold. I got my beers cold. Yes. Yeah, you got to get the beers going on. You got to have some chips around. Olive oil kettle chips, I bought. Very good. Delicious. Yes. You know, me, I got the uh, Trisket roasted garlic cracker. Oh, I like that. And I got some hummus. You know, I got a little salad and a little chips on uh, yeah. side, you know. But, you know, you got to have that. You know, you're going to be bored. You know? I've been home for six months, so it's a regular day. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I, you can't leave, now that, you know, I can't leave. I want to. Well, that's the thing. People buy all the stuff, and you're not eating oh, it nonstop. I totally forgot to go get my medicine. Or even call. And they're not going to be open tomorrow. Are they over time? They open until tonight. Are they close? Wow. Wow. Where do you get it from? Medicine cabinet, ocean breeze, depends on which medicine you're on it. The point is, I just it totally blocked it out of my mind. But you have some. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, all right. Yeah. I'm Everything's going to be cleared up by Wednesday. It's going to no, be 75 degrees on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to have fucking, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm saying. But the thing is, people panic and buy so much stuff, but it's only a day. Like, I guarantee you there's Dude, enough food in Virginia, everyone's house to get them through a week. If this was Virginia, and I swear to God, I thought like the Ucrops, which is a grocery store out there. Uh-huh. I thought the Ucrop people would pay off the newsmen. Because if there was a chance of snow, a chance of snow, I'm talking bare empty shelves on a supermarket. Right. You cannot find a loaf of bread or a gallon of milk in a fucking 10-mile radius. You could do it. Right. But in Virginia, not everywhere. You can't really walk anywhere, right? No. You're no, in the you can. There's a little, like, downtown Richmond, there's buses, but up Chesterfield County and all that up further, there's no fucking... You yeah, like here, if I had no, not a stitch of food, I could just lay on the couch and now go here's, to sleep. Here's the bed I'm taking. What time the Chinese food restaurant's going to stay open until tomorrow? Because, you know, those motherfuckers deliver no matter what. Yeah. That's the one great thing about Chinese restaurants. Yeah. And the fucked up thing was last year during the snow, they wouldn't come up. And they didn't give a fuck. I don't why I keep food. Too busy. Drive and don't come up. Oh, God. I said, but it's a $50 order. No care. Too busy. You go down. And I had to go down. I think that's the whole point of delivery. And I thought about it. Like, why am I being a prick? The guy who's got there's nowhere to fucking park. It's no Let me walk my fat ass down and go get my right. fucking cheese. But, you know, I say Chinese food. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you ordered a fucking cheese food. I don't give a fuck. Not those Asian wings. Those Asian wings. Ah. But, uh, it's a little scary, though, man. It's going to be desolate tomorrow. Mm-hmm. At some point, there's really going to be no one out there. Right. Just You're just going to hear That's the perfect time stuff. I love to go out. Yeah. Because you can basically do anything. Yep. You can literally do anything. You can drive any way you want. You can turn any way you want. Like, nothing applies. Rules don't and apply. it sounds quiet. Because yes, it does sound Because the snow quiet. muffles all that extra Absolutely. sound and shit. Yeah, but you got to dig yourselves out, too. I used to love you. Yeah, it's true, too. I used to love going down the beach parking lot when I had my Camaro in a snowstorm and just doing donuts and spinning out all over the place. And back then, I used to do them on Capadano. I mean, no one on, no one on the fucking street. You can do anything the fuck you yeah. want. Yeah, tomorrow I'll have to get out, 
go get Mary. I'll shovel me. Go to Mary. Help them shovel her out, and then we'll go to her parents' house and shovel them out. Yeah. You know, that's that's the blessing of having four wheel drive. Want to come to my house and shovel me out? <laughs> but actually, no. You know what I do? I put my car because I have two driveways. Because mm-hmm. we have the driveway, but my brother made the path. Two, two car driveway. Two car mm-hmm. driveway. So instead of putting it in this way, I put it in. Because yeah, everyone out there can actually see what it is you're doing. <laughs> I, put it, I put it on an angle. On an angle. There you right. go. On an angle. You got to let the, the non-viewing audience know. Excuse me, non-viewing audience. Oh, she just gave it the, the finger to the I audience. Know. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, but that's smart. That way you can just kind of like zip out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but the next door neighbor has a heart attack. Who cares? Fuck the next door neighbor. I'll kick him in his teeth. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that next door neighbor, Dave? Kick him in his teeth. Yeah, bastard. You dirty rat son of a bitch. Yeah, piece of shit, yeah. Click, click, boom. <laughs> I don't like him. Oh, nice. Sean Quinn says you got to get milk, bread, and bacon jam. There you go. <laughs> ChefSeanQuinn.com for your bacon jam today. I keep answering this stuff with ChefSeanQuinn.com, and it it's like expired. And he goes, "The fuck, oh, daddy, they screwed him or something, and he couldn't get his name back." So wow. when you click it, it's just like you don't get the ChefSeanQuinn.com anymore. That ain't right. No. But uh, oh, what did I eat the other day? Oh, what did you eat? I wanted to talk. I did the Rutz hot, hot dogs, but there was something else. I don't know. Something else. Ah, fuck it. I was just thinking of something that I ate that I wanted to talk about. How long were we with the other night? Last night, uh, matter of fact. What? No, not last night. Sorry, Wednesday. That was Saturday night. Where did we go? The Chinese place? Yeah. Yeah, well, I found a decent Chinese place. Shocking. By Page Avenue. In the Page Avenue strip there. Loon Chun. Moon Chuan. Moon Chuan. Moon Chuan used to be right up here Lun on Schwan. Forest Avenue. It actually was pretty good. Yeah. I got to tell you, like, I had the soup, the double. First time I had a wonton that was proportioned right and wasn't undercooked or overcooked. Right. It was a little undercooked, but still very good. The broth was good. It had the sliced pork in it. And, it had the, and I got the wonton egg jump mix. And I still had sliced pork, yeah. the greens in it. The lo mein, the house special lo mein spot on it. The noodles were a little gummy, but still it was perfect. Right. Otherwise than that. And shrimp and lobster sauce. The only disappointment about that, usually you put the ground pork in there. This is just shrimp and lobster But they gave you like eight fucking nice shrimp. The sauce was good. The lo mein mm-hmm. was good. Thirty-eight fucking dollars. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It was fucking... Yeah. I actually didn't... One of the few meals, I didn't have many complaints or really a major complaint. Right, right. I would actually go back again. Say, hey, you know what? The food was really good. Thank you. Yeah. The waiter was a bit of an asshole, but you know. Yeah, a little bit. But he was shorthanded. He was by himself. He was running around. I gotta give him props. Actually. A little bit of a douchebag. But yeah, he was a little douchey. Yeah. But uh, still, like, when was the last time you heard me say I'm going back there? Right. You know, when was the last time you said, "Hey, I want to go back there"? Few and far between, man. Yeah. It really is. Oh, that's where I went to Shapers the other day. They're closing. Yeah, they got bought. And uh, now let me ask you a question. They got bought? Yeah, bank bought them out. Oh, okay. Really? For, you know, like $1.7 million or whatever. Wow. We bought really? the building from them, everything. So what are they going to put down? A bank. We got too many banks. Yeah, I didn't get that either until 
I, yeah, it hit me a second later. The bank bought the bank. Yeah. yeah, they're going to put a food store there. So, the bank or a CVS? The, um, yeah, but you know what? Let me ask you an honest question. What did you really think of James? I mean, well, I, as soon as I walked in, my buddy Brian Noon, who used to own Blaine and Noons years ago. Okay. He was tending bar. He's been, you know, we just talked shop for a while. And then, remember Howie Rupert? He was our gym teacher. And he coached. Mr. Rupert, yeah. Yeah. But he died, but his brother came in to relieve Brian Noon. And so he was talking about all the shows, like Food Network Star and shit like that. He was, it was just a good time. I had a liverwurst sandwich with raw onion, and it had a pastrami on rice. Two I had just two sandwiches, yeah. Because I wanted Livoy so bad, but yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah, pastrami. Yeah, yeah. And Mary got a room, and it was good. It was good. They had, and they don't usually have them anymore, but they had the pickled green tomatoes. They had the hot peppers. Yeah, I like the cherry peppers in the Chinese soup container. Yeah. But, was, but it was good. It wasn't horrible. That's always fantastic. Yeah. But I didn't, you know what? It compares my thing. In comparison to Schaefer's 10 years ago. Right. Well, nothing's good as it ago. ever was. Not even close. No. Not even close. It's de- in my opinion, it was okay to decent. We ate there probably about six months ago, eight months ago. It, was, it didn't suck, but... No, but you know what it is? I, I marched in that parade, and I wanted pastrami for some reason. Yeah, but you know what my you thing know is? You, you, know, you know when you remember something a certain way, and I hate to bring this up as an example, but the McDonald's cheeseburger. If you're cranking and craving a McDonald's cheeseburger, you go to any McDonald's anywhere in the fucking world, and you're going to get exactly what your right. taste buds are fucking craving. What I was craving shape is I was kind of let down because, I think, you know, it's bragging, we got to go here, this is to be good, let's go check this out. Right. And then you get in, and it's like running the mill. It's like, it's all what right. happened, you know? Yeah. It's like a letdown. I'm tired of getting, to get let down. Right. Well, that's why I didn't go anything crazy. I was getting a pastrami sandwich, and I was getting... Liverwurst, but I mean Brian brought brought out the horserad, and he like he really set me up. So I was piling my sandwiches with shit. You yeah, know? See, that's, so, that's the way to do it. Do it. That, that makes it a little bit all better. But you know, yeah. it just I don't know. Coleslaw was, was bland, but yeah, it just wasn't this. Yeah, but it's it's gonna be sad to see that place close because that's been it's around really forever. An institution. Yeah, absolute institution. Yeah. But I, I know exactly what it is. Mean, I think we talked about this last week. All these, like, places that were the creme de la creme, family-run, the families lose control of it because the kids don't want to do it anymore or exactly. whatever. So it's not people. Like, people that are working in the back are just doing it for a job. Now, here's an example. There was a guy sitting next to me drinking, an older gentleman, and I found out he was the chef there. Okay. But he wasn't cooking. Someone else was cooking. But, uh, you know, but I guess he preps everything and cooks it all. But I'm like, you know, it wasn't that fantastic. It was all right. Mm. All right. Wait, switching chairs? Switching. Yeah. Might be a little bit better. Those ones are because they're, they're hard. It might be better for your back. I was going to say, well, I hear wind and it's the fan. I want to see how it feels to be on the other side of the studio. <laughs> oh, this is cool over here. You can still wear your headphones. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah we got this extra one wire. You know what? I, I, what are these the mics we originally had? Yeah. Wow. Bringing me, I just got a flashback <laughs> of the olden days. 
Wow. You could actually turn the computer around. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it feels different to be on the other side. You're, of the you're like a again. guest now. I am. So you're huh? a guest on your own show. <laughs> so what kind of question? How's the channel? Better? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. What do you want to Those know? Those mics are older than Phyllis. <laughs> I don't think anything in this room is older than Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Phyllis. <laughs> Look at hey, that one. Oh my god, that's not nice. I don't know, I'm trying to think of. Of like a good snow food fight. Cookies versus brownies to me. Yeah, well, just like sleep or get drunk. Sleep. Sleep or clean. Sleep. Sleep of anything. Yeah. How about pot or booze? Lado? Pot or booze. Yeah, okay. Good choice, Lou. Would you rather stay home and smoke pot all day or drinking and drunk and fall on the floor? Let us know right here in Chewing the Fat. This feels a little. Yes. I mean, I like going outside, though, when it's snowing. You know what I would love to do? What I would love to do, we get you, a couple of Lou, we go get a call hood. We find a giant hill. Oh, God. We all sit on the fucking car. Oh, we have to and we'll meet at the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Slide down. Dude, I fucking, we used to do it all the time, man. Yeah. It was great. It was fucking great. The funny part was, back in the day, you had no problem finding a car either. Because nah. there was always some woods with a car or mm-hmm. something you could go jack the fucking hood from. Fucking tie two ropes to the fucking hinges. Drag it up the fucking block oh. to the fucking thing. Fucking everybody jump on it and go down and have like, a time of your life. We used to stop by like uh, key food and take the giant cardboard that they had oh, and everything. Yeah. You know, anything. Did you ever do a refrigerator box down the big hill? Yeah. Before you just go in the refrigerator box. And you box. don't see anything. You're yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking great. Now I'd be having a panic attack. I'd be fucking uh. heart palpitations. I'd be forget about it. My broken bones. Oh, you and your panic attacks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I like play riding, but it, I'm not as much as I did when I was younger. What'd you say? I don't like walking back up the hill. It's a one-shot deal. I'll yeah, go down, and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have yeah. a chocolate hey, back up the hill. <laughs> that's great. Who wants to drag me back up the hill? Blackberry brandy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blackberry brandy, old school, man. Mary made fun of me. She said, Blackberry brandy, what were you, 100? No, I'm that's like, no, that's what, because we were like 14, 15. Yeah. We could get Blackberry brandy. We thought it was the shit. Yeah. It was the shit back in the day. Yeah. My boy John still drinks it. You know, the bull one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one where we did the, the food thing with me, he mentioned, uh, yeah. still drinks Blackberry brandy. Love it. I like, I like Blackberry Brandy. All right. Yeah. Right up there with the peach schnapps. Mm. I don't know if I had a peach schnapps. Yeah. Gold schlager. Uh, Gold schlager was the shit, man. You got old schlagen. Oh, Jägermeister. Yeah, uh, all those sweet yeah. fucking... I remember being in Boston. I was up at Boston College when... Brian Silla, Anthony Maz, and someone else, and we were at fucking Cheers, as a matter of fact. 
I think, or somewhere right by Boston College. And I got lost for about 40 minutes from them. I'm by myself, hanging out with all these college people. And I banging down shots of Jagermeister. Oh, God. Now, that's back when I had a shit pile of cash. I'm about, I buy everybody a shot. I'm whack. I'm talking whack. Doing double chill shots of fucking Jagermeister. That it was a Jagermeister promotion going on. I got so whack, they decorated me. Oh, they God. threw the beads around me. I had Jagermeister <laughs> bumper tickets stuck to every part of my fucking body. That cheesy oh, painter's hat. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucking hat. I had fucking magic marker on my face, dude. I was fucking bullets. But, you know, that's when you didn't give a fuck about it. I don't mind. Which one? Not wrong with a shot of Jägermeister gold slug in. Now people laugh at you. You go out and everybody's doing all these wild yeah, like, Jägermeister. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like I said, like that, yeah. You know? Uh, I, 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 we used to drink something that? called Tango. Oh, yeah. That was the, uh, like, the screwdriver already made kind of, right? Yeah, that was like the that was like the four loco of the eighties. Yeah, the four loco of the eighties, exactly. Midnight Dragon. Yeah. Midnight Dragon. A Thunderbird. Midnight one. Dragon. Thunderbird. Get a oh, oh, fucking yeah. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Cool. Yeah. Uh. Oh, what was that other one? Um. Yeah, we drank a lot of weird shit. Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm. That's a supermarket. I was trying to think of that, man. I actually happen to like it's a the strawberry boon spot. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with a little boon spot. Cool. Yeah, because you get fucked up on that. And it's yeah. Cheap. We found ways back in the day to get fucked up. Oh, yeah. We were on a way big fucking budget back then. There was also something called Rock and Rye. It had rock candy in it. It was a rye. Oof. Wow. I would drink that right now. Yeah, rockin', rockin' rye. Never heard of that. Was that cockin' your eye, Lou? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of yeah, rockin' your eye, Lou. <laughs> that wasn't a drink. I was saying cockin' your eye, Phil. Oh, thank you, Lou. Stella, Phyllis. <laughs> Shut up, Lucifer. <laughs> hey, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, so that's it, man. We got, we got this fucking storm coming. Well, I, I like being snowed in. I really do. Yeah. There's something about being snowed in that's kind of fun and, you know, you know what I wish I had? Because everybody is snowed in. It's not just you. Like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to get fired because I couldn't get to work. It's like, I was just going to say, I wish I had a quad. You know, I could ride around. Yeah. I'm thinking in my head they would never catch me in the blizzard. But there'd be no one else out. All they got to do is follow the tracks. Exactly. Go, there's no way to make the tracks. Yeah. But tell me, like, wouldn't that be badass? That's why I'm in a quadzilla, big four-wheeler fucking trike and go just blitzing around. In the oh, hell yeah. Oh, man. We could go to Sue's house and go play in the quad. Yeah, we could. I'm pretty sure some of the bars around here will open up later and I could walk. Because that used to be fun. We used yeah. to walk to a bar yep. and it didn't even matter if you yeah, ever went there or anything? It was in the neighborhood. You'd go. The old town tap open. used to open up in the blizzard all the time. Yeah. And I remember calling up and be like, you're open? Yeah. Yeah. And then you had a packed fucking bar. The owner used to fucking, that was one of their busiest nights. Always. Because, because everybody had, at some point, you got to get out. Yeah. You know, you got to get it's, out. And it's all people that never usually, it's all the neighbors get together and then yeah. they walk down and everyone gets shit-faced. Yeah. And it's like, me, well, you never hang out with these people ever and get drunk. Yeah. But it's great. Wow. 
Let's open up a bar called Snowbound. Let's go. What? Oh, you have to pay your rent in nine months. We're waiting for it to snow. There you go. <laughs> we only get busy four times a year. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know either anymore, brother. The world's got to go around. That's right. Feels ah. weird when you're over there. I know. I feel like <laughs> I'm I know. Why do we hear dogs? It's probably his down there. Oh, God. Yeah. It's coming from the vent. Yeah. Where is he? <laughs> the dog down in the basement going nuts. Uh, I guess he's not uh, around. Uh, oh, you are. Um, well, you sound a little either really burnt or like you're, you're rubbing one out or something. <laughs> What's going on, brother? No, I'm just, you know. You all right? Understanding it all. Yeah. Lou, I don't think any of us will ever understand it all. Never. No. Never, never, never. What's it understand? It's a fucked up game, my friend. It is. It really is. This game of life we have. Yeah. So you want to even yeah. skip a food fight? We don't need to do a food fight. Yeah, I know you all hung up on a food fight. Yeah, we can even... Oh, have... yeah. I think you it's time to it. even say goodnight maybe a little bit. Yeah, that's why you guys can... Yeah, I want to get the jump home. Yeah. Let's everybody keep safe tomorrow. Hey, Stella! <laughs> you know what everybody's going to be doing tomorrow? <laughs> Facebook is going to be the busiest it's ever been. Yep. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are going to be, at least New York-wide, I'm going to be blowing the fuck up. Right. I can't wait to see everyone's kids in the snow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You're going to have all the comments, all the pitches. You know, and it's kind of fun. We're nosy like that. You got to wear a little nosy. Yeah. You know, as much as it's stupid and we hate it, but you're Facebook creeping. You start looking through shit. I think, who was it? Louis C.K., I think, was talking about, like, Facebook. And he goes, you know, all these people putting up like his little Susie's, uh, yeah. his little Susie's dance recital, and it's a ten-minute video, and everyone writes under it, cute, oh nice. Nobody watches that. He goes, and here's a thing that you do, right? Little Susie's dance recital. Put the first second of her dance recital, and you know, the, so her picture goes up, and then for the next nine minutes. Have your phone up your asshole and in your nuts and everything, and then people would be like, oh, adorable, because nobody watches that shit. Right. I might just do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go home and shove my, my fucking galaxy up my ass and take a video. <laughs> adorable. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. But it's true. No one takes the time to read. Not even Facebook anymore. No. Even Facebook became fucked up. Yeah. Now, now it's just the live feeds. Yeah. Like uh, a cat. Not ever since the first time that when it first started, <clears throat> I was taking a crap. Then I saw that the kid Matt that I was on Cutthroat Kitchen was on a live thing. So, I, and this is before I knew about it really. So I hit on it. And I'm watching it for about four seconds. And he's like, hey, Burmeister, what's up? I was like, ah, ah, ah. And I shut it. And I told him. And I 
just shot a, a thing with him. And I'm like, dude, I was butt-ass naked, shit hanging out of my ass. And you went, hey, Burma, I was like, he can see me. And I started hitting Okay. But ever since that, when you can't see me, it's, not, it's, it's no fun. Dude, that's fucking great. That's a great, great story. Great story. I, I'll give you one. Back in the late 90s, in my apartment, I just got the fucking, like, the computer, AOL, all that shit. And, you know, it was like the beginning of the, the big time computer, like. Right. And I, I got my email set up. And I'm, I'll be honest, we were doing a little blow and running around the fucking house. Go back 20 years ago. Yeah. So I'm a little paranoid out of my fucking mind. And I open up my email and it says, click here for a satellite image of your house. And I click the fucking image and I can see the fucking house outside on the fucking street. I'm like, they're watching me. <laughs> I, I disconnect the whole computer. Now, porn with sweat. I'm disconnecting the computer. And I'm wrapping it up in a blanket. And I put it in my closet. I was so paranoid that something was going to pop on that they were watching me. And then I got rid of the computer like an asshole. <laughs> Retard! <laughs> yeah, Bill. Right, Stella! Exactly. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, tomorrow you're right. It's going to be off the hook. Is that my phone? Yes, it is. We're going to cut it short, Louis. What happened? I don't know. I was going to say you get everybody, you know, take a picture of their cars and windshields and driveways and snowflakes and yeah, That's how deep and... it is. Yeah, great. What I want anybody to do is go outside and write your name in piss and take a photograph and send it in and see who can get the biggest fucking longest letter. Uh... Yes. I think that's a challenge. The redder, the better. <laughs> see people punching their kidneys and doing it. <laughs> Go eat beef <laughs> and then better. write your name in the snow. Oh, That's my gonna be the God. Challenge. <laughs> Urination game challenge. No. Go ahead. All right. I'll probably be the only one sending you a picture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. On my rug. Because go I don't want to go outside. I'm going to go outside. Outside. <laughs> fire escape and pick out the fucking window. Because I'm going to be too lazy to walk down there. Oh, God. Huge fucking letters. I just need my squatty potty outside now. Write write it in brown for you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next fucking week. You have to put it on skis. Yeah. Storm Stellar is coming in. Annette, thanks for calling in. Lou, always a pleasure. Bye, Lucifer. Peace out, and I got I got a little old school song. Ready? Ready? Listen to this. Ready?
Hij staat!